Well, hello everyone, it's me, Larry Vader. And today I want to talk to you about some of my favorite apps. And since it's tech related, you know what that means. I have a lot to say. the weekend, or at least when I'm recording this, it's the weekend. I've uh, recently discovered that I can't just like release the little show on the um, on, on the WordPress for the iTunes because it's not picking it up, so I have to schedule it. And then for whatever reason, if I schedule it, it seems to work. So it's all very bizarre. Don't know. But uh, so I'm recording this. It's Saturday night. I'm having a bubble. I'm, you know, rubbing a kitty belly. But I've been doing a lot of, I don't want to say crazy work lately, but, but I've been doing a, a lot of the things and it, and it got me to thinking that I, I look at my coworkers and I mean, I feel sorry for them because honestly, who wouldn't, but, uh, no, no, just being, well, yeah. Uh, and so, but I was, I was thinking about this and truth is there's so many apps out there that you can use for your uh, your smartphone, uh, for your computer, specifically the Mac computer, um, the Macintosh, if you will. Sorry, I have a new contact in, and I'm my, I'm moving my head because I'm looking into this pop filter, and it's it's a lot. Uh, so yeah, so uh, I have over the last, especially I would say the last eighteen months. Definitely the pandemic changed how I work. I realized that everything I do, I don't want to say I need to work smarter. Of course, you always need to work smarter. That's one of those just kind of givens, but I hate saying that because like it's so cringy. But um, you really need to think about how you do things. But I also realized that when thinking about how I, what my daily tasks are, that I probably like I needed to be more mobile. Uh, I am, I've always been very much a desktop computer sort of person. And I, I've, I've had laptops. I never had a power book. I had an iBook or two. Um, I never had a power book, but I have MacBook pro. I have the original MacBook pro. So that's how far my laptops go back. But even after that, once the Intel thing sort of settled down with Apple, I quickly realized there was no point in me buying a very expensive uh, MacBook Pro. And I say very quickly, I, I definitely had, I had a few of them. But then I just, I transitioned to the MacBook Air and then just the plain old MacBook. Because what I was doing is I was working and doing the real work at my desk in the office. And I've had a Mac Pro there since... Well, since Mac Pros were a thing, uh, and Power Mac G5s um, before that, before they were, they were Mac Pros, and so that's where I was getting everything done. And I had the big displays, and to me, laptops are always like something to do personal things on. I don't mean like porn. I mean like you know, like 
make something fun. So, okay, we're going on the big good days trip. So let's make a travel document, right? Like that's kind of fun. And oh, that's cute. You can do that at the table at the restaurant <laughs> or, oh, I'm traveling. And you know, the coal mine call. And the reason I had a coal mine laptop was they couldn't seem to get by without me for a week, or at least they thought that they couldn't get by without me. So they would kind of reach out to me and say, okay, well, you know, can you do this? Or, oh, I need to check my email and do a few little projects and whatnot while I was traveling. And so then also I was traveling for work a lot there at the coal mine for a while. So a, a laptop was a good thing to have. It was, and I, but I used it for word processing, for email, heavy email, some data manipulation, uh, just because I would realize that there are things that absolutely had to be done things that were broken, things that were impacting, whatever. I wrote very little code. I wrote, you know, I didn't, I didn't do a lot of that sort of stuff. Uh, and then the pandemic happened and all of a sudden I was trying to split my time between home and the office. I was, in, I was in the office once a week. Uh, <clears throat> well, for the first month or so, I wasn't in the office at all because I had, you know, they took my eye out and put it back in. Um, and then, um, I, was in a few days a week and then we didn't get, you know, eventually we went back to work, but it kind of became clear that at any point this could be over and we could, we could all be going home again. So I, my knee jerk reaction was, okay, everyone needs to have a laptop, blah, 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 blah. Well, everyone didn't get a laptop. Like a few people, like my, my boss got a laptop. I got him a nice XPS 15, um, and then, you know, a few other people, we've been slowly upgrading their laptops because quite honestly, it was more for my sanity because they used not having a laptop as an excuse not to work as if these people don't have a computer at home. I don't buy that. Um, but anyway, so, um, they, uh, I, I couldn't get anything done because they weren't doing their part. So, so, you know, we've gone ahead and upgraded those folks, although they never take them home. So God forbid, well, whatever. And, uh, Anyway, and so I had to, I just, I was trying to work off of that MacBook. I was trying to do my thing and you guys, it just, it wasn't working. Um, and I say that like at first I was like, am I just whining because I'm used to sitting in a Mac pro all day? No, no, it wasn't working. In fact, I just tried to use that MacBook uh, for something pretty basic. And I was like, how did I do this for all that time? You know, working with massive files. So I had to get a laptop, uh, I got one, whatever it's, you, you guys know, I don't love it. I think it's probably the best laptop Apple has right now. I, the M ones are good, but it's just not quite ready for me because they're more the entry level. Um, so, you know, it's fine. It is what it is. Am I going to keep it forever? No, 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 no. I, I usually keep a lot a computer three years. There's no way one year into this one. And there's absolutely no way. Um, although I feel like I'm just getting like settled in with it. You know how that is, but you know, meetings, so going along with that, meetings were virtual. Meetings are still virtual, you guys. Like, I don't need to tell you that. Most of you work unless you're retired, like some people, and spend the week in the crow's nest in Sarasota, God's waiting room. Anyway, um, bleh. and uh, have you ever been to Sarasota? That's all I'll say. If you have, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, 
so anyway, uh, I realized like even meetings being virtual, I, I, I wasn't going to take notes in a paper notebook. No, I have a paper notebook and I would open my desk and show it to you, but this is an audio podcast. I do have a composition notebook. And sometimes when I just need that tactile sensation of pen to paper, um, I, I will pull it out. But what I discovered was I was going back and forth. I was traveling and my back and forth bag kept growing and growing and growing. And so things like notebooks, uh, uh, you know, extra little devices, extra little this hard drives. Cause you know, I had a, a USB three hard drive that I was taking back and forth with me because I needed the extra storage space and I wanted to make sure everything was backed up. So I guess this has been a eight minute lead up to say, I'm sure some of you have been in that situation, but what I really benefited from was I'm a big fan of the Mac power users podcast. Steven and David, um, are great. They're good guys. And I have, uh, had interactions with Steven, God, Steven Hackett for 20 years, probably. Um, well, no, not 20 years, but, but not my, not much less than that. And, and David Sparks is great. And he, he's, old and he's not really old he's like in his 50s but you know so he has a different take and steven's younger than me not much but some and so uh i got a lot of ideas from them on like what can i do to work smarter to really embrace a digital digital life and that sounds funny right because those of you who have been listening for a while know that i'm like that's everything to me. Like I always have technology. I'm sitting here with all the things and the touch screens and the 16 inch MacBook pro and you know, the AirPods and a giant microphone and pop it like whatever. So I'm not afraid of technology and I never have been, but I don't know. Like it was a necessity and it was a means to an end. So I, I really felt like I needed to up my game and so I tr I've tried a bazillion apps and a bazillion different workflows. Some of them work and are great, and I'm going to tell you all about them. Some of them did not work. They didn't take. Uh, some of them I spent personal money on, and that's sad because I'll never get that money back, and I will never use those apps again. <laughs> so, so there's a little bit of that. So also I'm pretending in today's uh, podcast and recommendations that money is no object, right? So I know a lot of people are doing like the 30 under 30 or the five under five, and that's great, but and I don't use enough apps to be able to generate lists like that. So some of them I'm going to talk about um, are free. Some of them cost a little bit. Some of them cost monthly, but I'm going to tell you what I'm using. So let's take it back, okay? Let's go all the way back to... When this all started, I needed an app to get my thoughts down, to organize meeting notes, to have a plan for a meeting that I was leading. And I know a lot of people like Apple Notes, and I'm not hating on Apple Notes. I think there's a lot of really good stuff that happens with with Notes, with the app. Um, if you haven't used it since the days of it having looking like a fake Notepad, you really should pick it up and give it a give it a try. Um, it's it's much better. I think the benefit to Notes is, one, it's free and it's already installed on all of your devices. Two, if you take a second to just get used to it uh, and figure out what it can do, it can do a lot. Uh, you can embed images. It can do the whole scan something with a photo on your phone. If you create the note in shared storage, whether that's 
one of the things I'm going to talk about today or, or just your free iCloud if you don't pay for, for iCloud storage. Um, then that note is there. It's it's on your your iPad, your iPhone, and your Mac. Okay, no matter where you are, as long as you have access to the internet, which, you know, it's 2021, most of us have access to the internet, it's there. So I don't want to hate on it, but I'm not, it's, it is not my everyday driver as far as getting thoughts down or I'm on the phone and I need to, you know, tap away and, and make sure I'm ready to follow up after the call or the meeting. My go-to app, and I've talked about it before. I think I talked about it with Daniel Brewer when he was on the show, is an app called Drafts. Like, you know, a draft. So Drafts. I can't say. I There's so much. Aren't you guys glad I have the pop filter? Um, but yeah, so I use Drafts. Now, draft works, Drafts works similar to Notes in the sense that you can make sure your drafts are synced via your iCloud or I believe Dropbox. I don't know. I use it via iCloud. Um and so it's everywhere. So there's an app for phone, iPad, and Mac. The syncing is seamless. What I like about drafts are a few things. One is when you open it, no matter if you have a hundred drafts, you know, notes, documents, it opens to a brand new draft when you open the app. And when I'm getting ready, or I, I never remember to start the stuff. You guys know how this is before the meeting starts. So I'm always like, you know, using the launchpad key or whatever on my computer or on my keyboard and just and drafts. Well, it always opens to brand new blank. It's a blank page. It's you start fresh. Uh, it is very low overhead. It isn't like grinding while it's starting. It just starts. It's just there. It just works. Uh, it supports Markdown, which if you haven't ever used Markdown, it's kind of nerdy, but I don't like rich text documents when I, if, if I am working in a draft and I know that text is going somewhere else, I try to use Markdown. Why do I try to use Markdown? Well, because rich text can get really funky um, sometimes. Now, not always, and drafts is really good, but if you haven't ever tried it, Markdown, you don't have to worry about shortcuts or move, touching the mouse, anything like that. If you're typing, uh, you know, you want to you wanna, um, bold something, you know, star, star, type what you want to say, star, star, it's bold, right? And so that translates back out into a lot of different apps, and, and you can learn that very quickly. Um, drafts also, you can take the text from your draft and via a share sheet, uh, it's very powerful. You can send it right into the body of an email. You can send it into, um, gosh, you can send it into Word if you are glutton for punishment. You can, you know, different places. You can do all the standard share sheet things with it as well. So I'm a big fan because it, and it just saves like it, it's it's kind of it's going to go along with the theme of this is there's no like save this and blah, blah. no, no, no. It's just done. It's just there. It's just saved. Move on. We're not talking about it anymore. There's no dialogue to save it. It's saved. End of story. <laughs> like I can't like I don't want to worry about where to save this. Like when I'm done, when I walk away, I, or like, you know, I get up from a meeting, I go downstairs to cook lunch and I want to add something to that note that I've written in drafts about the meeting and I just open my phone really quick and there's that draft when I click to it because remember it opens to a brand new blank one it's there 
to me, that's why I use that. And I know you're like, okay, Larry, you've been going on and on about this and it's literally just a note-taking app. And it's true. It's true. It is. But it saves me so much time, organization, effort, and it increases my productivity. By the way, Drafts is free. So now you there is a pro version of it, um, an app purchase, that sort of thing, that can it can do even more. Uh, and throw those developers some cash if you like it, because the free version, though, does so much. Okay, so another app that I bought when I got this MacBook Pro, and it sounds, I'm not sure you're going to be like, how is this productivity? But it, I like uh, to know what's going on with my computer. So I bought this app. It's called iStat Menus. Now, if you remember the days of Mac OS X and the dashboard, and there was the widget, the iStat widget. So these are the, it's the same people. Um, but you can control what shows up in your menu bar about your Mac. So I have mine pretty detailed and, and you know, on this 16 inch screen, it's, it's fine. It takes up a good bit of it. Um, of course on a four on, I have two 4Ks that I work on normally, so it doesn't, I mean, it, it's no big deal on there, but it shows me the active load on the GPU and CPU it shows me um, like in a little bar graph or a little like, you know, thermometer style thing, the uh, memory that's being used. And I can't see what that one is. Uh, and the hard drive space. I don't care about that because that's not important. Um, and then it shows me the temperature of the computer. And, and this is all live. It's up in the bar or I'm sorry, the, the menu bar at the top of the screen. And then next to that, I have um, battery status for my keyboard and my trackpad when I'm using Apple um, keyboards and trackpads, which I do at home. I don't have a MX Master and Keychron keyboard at home. I just have the Apple ones until they die. Um, but because the way that they integrate, and there are some third-party uh, devices that do as well, um, uh, my AirPods are also will show up when they're when they're in the case and connected and charging that sort of thing. Um, so it just shows you like on a, a bar, like where it is as far as charge. And th to me, that's good because with these Apple things, you know, the trackpad uses a shit ton of battery. If you've got, you know, especially as they get older. Um, and so, you know, I can go a couple weeks, but I, the last thing I want is to be super busy. And then it's like, you're at 20% and then you're like, oh, so you're digging out a cable to charge it. Not that you can't keep using it, but I don't want to stop what I'm doing. If it's a Friday afternoon, and I have nothing going on. I'm going to charge everything up, right? Because I can see it's getting a little bit low. Uh, I believe iStat menu was $5.99. It's way underpriced, uh, for what it does and for how powerful it is. It is, it is a sleeper. Uh, again, these guys who make this are some of the best in the industry, um, especially in the Mac industry. Highly recommend um, them. And there's, and by the way, I talked about all this stuff, but there's so much more you can add to it. Um, I just don't have all that on. Um, there's even, you can upgrade and have the weather via them. Now, I'm going to talk about a different weather app that goes in the menu bar, actually, that I like. Um, but yeah, so... That's uh that's iStat menus. It I would also shows me battery health for the computer, things like that. Um, another thing it shows you is because you know, like on the Mac, when it's charging, like it 
it's very confusing what it's doing when it's doing the whole like I'm charging slash I'm not charging. I'm letting some of the power drain out for your battery health and then I'll charge it back up later. Like it, it communicates all that to you very easily. So you don't have to click and, and figure that out. So yep. I stat menus. Uh, none of these did I buy on the Mac app store. I don't think I probably downloaded drafts from the Mac app store actually, but for the most part, these are third party developers that, that don't use the app store. Um, the next one I want to talk about is audio hijack and loopback, specifically loopback. Now, most of the podcasters understand what audio hijack is. I'm not using it right now. I'm using logic, but I have certainly used it. It's a quick and dirty way. Uh, I'm sorry. And fission, which is a third product of theirs. Um, it's a quick and dirty way to record some audio. Fission is like logic, but it's logic light. So if you just need to like clip the end of something, cut something out, it's super quick. And because it's a rogue amoeba product, it's, the, the UI is fantastic. It, it just looks good. It feels professional. Um, but loopback is the one of the three that I have found myself. I thought, well, okay. When I bought it, I thought I was just going to use it for pod for the LFC because it's key to routing audio. So what it does is it creates virtual audio devices on your machine. So I can choose in logic input, uh, let's call what let's say i call it like zoom well you know i'm not going to do this but i could and i do some things like this with zoom actually is i loop my microphone well, I just, let's say with zoom so with zoom i choose zoom input that i've created in uh, in loopback but that one input has going into it and it's all virtual so it, it looks like a microphone you know when you choose your mic in zoom so it has going into it, my mic, um, maybe Spotify, okay? The output from Spotify, and maybe the sound effects keyboard. Well, you're like, okay. But think about it. If you're doing a Zoom, especially if you're doing a presentation, and you want to be able to start, like if you need a sound effect, if you want to have some music, and I know you're not supposed to do some of that really, um, but you want to have some music while you're warming up and, you know, people are there and they're joined, but your mic and stuff aren't on, but you want to loop some music in. I know there are other ways to do it, but this way I don't have to think about it. I just play those things or I just do what I'm going to do with them and the audio is all routed in. It can do some other things too. You can loop, route it all into one channel. So, you know, um, left and right, uh, everything goes in one and it's stereo and it's mixed together. You can also split each device into multiple, into a, its own channel. So in logic, for example, um, you could have an input that, uh, one track is me. It's, it's all the input going in is say your logic input sounds that you've created. One track could be me. One could be what's coming through zoom. One could be Spotify. One could be the sound effects app, Etc. So you have four tracks, but it's just one input. Anyway, I have used that an awful, awful lot. Um, yeah. So, all right. The next one is a no-brainer. It's Dropbox. If you're a Dropbox hater, I get it. Dropbox is not inex. It's not expensive, but it's not inexpensive. But you guys, like, I get it. There are probably things out there that work better. I actually have all these like sharing share services. Um, online storage. It, 
Dropbox. It's a monthly fee to two or three terabytes. I think I'm up to three terabytes. I don't use that much. Everyone else has Dropbox and that's where it becomes valuable. It works. First of all, it just works. Um, but second, like other people have it and they're used to using it, especially in the professional world. So you don't have to train them. It, they figure it out. Even some of the people I work with that aren't real quick figured it out. It's easy. It does some weird things to your computer. If you let it, I don't let it, but like it's, it is, I have moved all of my major documents and projects to um, online shared storage. Um, with that comes Adobe Creative Cloud. I've always had it. I've never used it in the way that I use it now. And I'm using it in the way that it's designed, or at least I think I am. Um, so my big projects all live in my shared Creative Cloud storage. Okay. They don't live on my computer. Now, of course, it caches. So when you're working on it, you're not like every time you switch pages, you're not downloading from from the internet. That would be terribly slow. But as far as the storage for it, it's all on my shared Creative Cloud server, honestly. Uh, it is seamless. I've never had a problem. It doesn't crash. It's It's so easy and I don't have to worry about if my laptop gets stolen or um, in the case of some of these projects they're like 10 or 20 gigs and I have 15 of them um, you know I don't have to worry about them filling up my hard drive okay number one but two I don't have to worry about them like putting them on an external drive and then you know if I'm not at work I'm not docked to that drive which I, st I still have those don't get me wrong because I have a lot of those old projects that take up many terabytes um but this way, it's just there, and I don't have to worry about it. Are you seeing a theme here? Um, okay, so those are the big ones. I will say another app that I use all the time is Carrot Weather. It's a weather app. Everyone has their own preferred weather apps. If you haven't tried it, give it a try. Um, I like it. I like it. Uh, I think it's, it works for me. Um, looking at my doc, another app that is kind of a sleeper that is something that I use often is transmit. It's by panic. It is an FTP. It's FTP software. Honestly, it's the best of the best. Again, it's not free. I think it's like 30, 40 bucks. I could be wrong about that. I just buy it every time there's a new version and you know, you get free upgrades for the life of like, I'm on, I have like panic or I have transmit five now. So you'll, you know, that lasts a few years. Um, it's great. I love it. Highly recommend it. Um, there is no better FTP client out there and the way it can create virtual folders. You can do things with your computer. It's great. I know. I feel like I'm breezing through these and I, I shouldn't be, but I'm running out of time. So, um, for email, you guys are not going to believe this for email and calendar. I use outlook. I tried using Apple mail, Apple calendar, and I truly think Apple mail is fantastic. Unfortunately, if you use Office 365 or Advanced Calendaring, calendaring it can't. It just can't. Um, the, the features, the the stability of Outlook, it just, there's nothing better. <sighs> okay. Skipping a few things. My newest, well, I use DevonThink, DevonThink Office. Um, I can talk uh, about that for an hour. So I'll just say if you're looking for an archiving uh, OCR database sort of situation to store all of your stuff. Devon think is the premier option. It's not, again, this is if, if money is no object. And with my final one is an oldie, but a goodie it's FileMaker. 
Uh, you guys remember Claris from back in the 80s? Well, they make FileMaker, and they have been making it for 36 years. We have become a full FileMaker office. Uh, a lot of our projects are running in FileMaker, syncing with web services, um, AWS. I have come to appreciate FileMaker and the things that it can do for us working remotely and how we can share data and databases without investing in something huge. Um, that's more of a, a work sort of situation, but uh, there are plenty of things it could do for you, especially if you're starting your own business. Uh, a little LinkedIn learning training. If you haven't ever tried LinkedIn learning, highly recommend that as well. It's a monthly fee. I use it anytime I need to brush up on skills or learn something new or, you know, just make myself feel like I'm learning something. Uh, I did, when I had to learn FileMaker Server, I did it on LinkedIn Learning because I'd never used it before. And, you know, you're moving some pretty big data on onto a, a new platform. You want to make sure it's good. You guys, it was great, LinkedIn Learning. But FileMaker, I'm, I'll probably talk, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do a show talking about DevonThink and FileMaker. I think that you're sleeping on them. And again, neither one of these are inexpensive. I am not, Devin thinks probably 300 bucks. If I had to guess, I don't, I don't know anymore. Um, no, nah, it's not that bad. Um, and FileMaker is a license sort of situation where you buy licenses and everything based on the number of users. And do you need a standalone version or do you want to share data amongst your peers? Yada, yada, yada. So, um, highly, Say I would say if you if you're in the market for something like those big boy software things, don't sleep on them. But Devin think I wouldn't call it a big boy thing. I think it's just good. Um, and I'll talk about how I ingest millions upon millions of documents into Devin Think every year, and what it does, and how it it's running on a nine year old Mac Mini, and it doesn't even bat an eye. <gasps> so yeah, oh there comes the music. Did you realize that I was rushing because I could see the music at the end? Okay, I feel like I didn't say much, but I said too much about too little. So anyway, if that makes any sense. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Have a great week, and uh, I'll talk to you soon, okay? I love each and every one of you. Please take care of yourself, and be kind to yourself and others, as Poppy would say. Bye.